I'm and I'm thinking to myself like. I never met a more guilty motherfucker right, in my right, life. Right, right. Like that sound exactly like what I would do if I was right, sitting right, in the right. box and I knew I just killed somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yo Sarge, you got like talk to him. Get, I mean, get down to the bottom of it. But I'm like, I know you don't. I know you don't think I'm coming back to get him. Right, man. right. <laughs> so, that shit, yo. So, uh, it was crazy though. What's up, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling. Yeah. That's what's up, my man Vzilla, bro. Thank you for coming, man. I appreciate this. Where's man. the uh, the hand clap shit? You and, know, uh, you, one of those? Uh, you really want that? You want the hand clap? Don't, don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it fucked up. Vzilla. Don't get it fucked up. Hey, there it is. There it is. <laughs> hey, there oh, it you is. can hear. It. I can hear. It. You can't hear. It. <laughs> yeah. Bet, bet. yeah, there you go. There's, this Vzilla's applause, y'all. Thank you, thank you. Thank well you. deserved, as a matter of fact, <laughs> my man. Yo, bro, I miss you, man. Yeah, it's like the fourth time I've seen you, and I've been here for like two years. Has it been two years already? Yeah, October was two years. God yeah. damn. So so how do you, like, you feel all soft pretzels and cheesesteaked up? You feel like a Philadelphia oh, or what? Nah, man. I got rid of that soft pretzel and cheesesteak shit. Like, after the first year, I was done. Got man. it out. Got it all. That's your system. All the water, water rice and the, 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 the soft pretzels. The diabetes. <laughs> Yo. So, <laughs> So uh, here, here's something I always wanted to know because I haven't had it, the pleasure of visiting Houston, Texas, all right. or what's left of it. Was yeah. it just all fire and shit? Nah, man. I haven't had the opportunity <laughs> to visit Houston, Texas. What is? What would you say is like the main difference between Houston and Philly? Manners. Man. <laughs> Fuck you, know, you mean, yeah, manners, yeah, yeah. yo? Manners. What you man, mean? Like, uh. I don't know. Like to me, that was the first, the first mm. noticeable. But you know, then again, I've been privy to the East Coast right, forever. Right. So like, I've right. been not maybe not so much in Philadelphia, like New York places. Uh, you know, on the East Coast, where mm. you know you, you're used to those mannerisms mm-hmm. being not like down south. Um, but yeah, I think overall, man, like the biggest difference, and 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 in space, like mm. space. You can stick Philadelphia inside of Houston. Yeah, I know. So, I know that's a big difference. But yeah. at the the same time, it's really just the way that people are, man. Like yeah. I still like in two years, like now I'm driving like, hey, fuck out the way, dickhead. <laughs> like I'm I'm picking up your shit. Yeah. Like, so uh, that's wild. But the problem is, is that it's not a problem. But I just noticed that, man. Like mm-hmm. you hold a door open for somebody here, mm-hmm. uh, and they think something wrong. Yeah, you just hold the door. Yeah, you just hold the door. I'm just holding the door. So manners, that's the biggest, the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Um, and then secondly would be, I understand like why crime and violence and shit is the way it is because everyone is on top yeah. of each other here. Like you, you think that you think that's I think like a, a factor. A, really? I think has a big fucking factor. Yeah. Like we don't have anything back in use and that remotely resembles a row home. Yo, uh, that's, that's crazy. projects, projects maybe, but right. they look more like tenement buildings. Uh, okay, more how they would be like in like you know how the, the project buildings are in New York. More like they look like apartment complexes that are just like. Uh, fucking the futuristic fucking road warrior wasteland <laughs> shit. That's how I would look back home. Okay. But even in, in your grimy neighborhoods, no matter how shitty they are, you still got your front yard, backyard, and a little space between you and your neighbor. I got you. You can't just open your door and scream at your neighbor like you can't hear it. And then <laughs> the difference is like... Uh, you, you and your neighbor share a walkway yeah, and shit. Yeah. I share a wall, basically. Yeah. And, and, and no disrespect, I mean... Those neighborhoods, they they do change. Like when mm-hmm. you go from maybe the northeast to the north, you see the big difference. Mm-hmm. Or you move into Germantown, or you're in, in the Islandy area. Like you can you see these different these subtle changes, right. but it seems like they get closer 
and closer <laughs> to each other. Pretty soon, you're not just sharing. It don't just seem like it. Yeah. That, that you, is, you're yeah. not sharing like a little stoop or whatever. Like yeah. now you got one whole porch that's connected to yeah. the next. So after a while, that would seem like if somebody was on my top that yeah, whole time, cool. yo, I'd be, I'd be like upset. That's too. great. Like, so what is, what is the crime rate like in in Houston? Like, Houston has a pretty good. <laughs> it's not that it's good, but it's got a pretty high like crime rate, pretty good murder rate. Okay. Uh, we don't contend with like the Chicago's of the world, but okay. I, I would say we were somewhere maybe probably still in the top ten. You really? Know? Yeah, I mean it gets okay. it gets wild. Uh, did they do first forty eight down there? Yeah, the sheriff's department was yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name. He got in trouble now. I think Sergeant Clopton or Clopton or whatever mm-hmm. his name was, the little light skinned <laughs> New Orleans looking boy. Like, uh, you know, yeah, he got in trouble. He mm-hmm. got all that airtime and then started doing some shady shit on the side, man. Fucking That's with great. witnesses and whatnot. Like, oh, yeah? Female witnesses and doing wild shit. I don't understand, I don't understand shit. how these boys get themselves in trouble like that, man. It's- but you know, the bigger jurisdictions are like mm-hmm. that. You know, you got Houston Police Department. Harris County Sheriff's deputies. Okay. Um, you got constables. You know what I'm saying? They all patrol different. There's a lot more. I'm noticing that down south, the law enforcement yeah. tends to be more like uh, there's way more uh, agencies in yeah. like working in more close proximity. Well, like here in Philly, it's just, just Philly. Even right. our sheriffs don't really like leave yeah. the courthouse. It's funny that the respect factor definitely is different. Like, mm-hmm. And you would think it's law enforcement. Well, you know, however much respect they can garner at this moment yeah whatever there is they're still back home there really is like you see the HPD you think one way you see the sheriff's deputies that get out with the cowboy hats and the sunglasses and you might look twice like fuck (laughs) HPD pull you over you ready to cuss them out sheriff's deputy pull you over you more like your hands off the steering wheel like you sitting back like you know you just it's just certain things that you learn, even in man. today's climate like with the way people treat police not like there's still I think it's probably still be even level. more you still got a, a big level of disrespect a mm. disconnect is what it is okay uh, you know especially in your minority neighborhoods you, and, and they're smart they'll put minority cops to mm. patrol minority neighborhoods mm. but then them cops will start forgetting that they are Mexican they too from, yeah. or black too <laughs> or whatever you know what right. I mean like right. now they're above or, and then you got something to do play a very level playing mm-hmm. field that are out playing with the kids and trying to talk to them and mm-hmm. so you know man it's it's like with everything in the world yeah. you got this even off kilter balance like yeah. sometimes it's legit and sometimes it's not and who the fuck in this world is right. really like that's crazy who do you trust? The, what would you say is the biggest difference as far as like the uh the hip hop scene here and down there <laughs> it's the fucking same they don't support like <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> you know man let me let me let me just say man like um you know, Houston is is, you know, it, it was at one point in time a melting pot. Like you had like you know a, a bunch of, you know, different styles that were coming in. I mean, I've, I always tell this story because everyone's always they automatically assume I'm from the East Coast already, right. just because of how I've been my entire life. Okay. Like, you know, and I have to explain to them like, well, yo, I was a crush groove kid. Like <laughs> I grew up in the '80s. Like you know, I went to the Fresh Fest. Like right. we didn't have Southern music. You know, at the time that I was, I was, you know, eight, nine, really ten years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't really have that first wave until the Ghetto Boys mm-hmm. hit, and even then, they weren't like your typical Southern sounding. I mean, you're, and you're a teenager, pretty much by then. Yeah, well, nah, no, I'm not that old. No, nah. oh, right. yeah, well, yeah, you're right. No, 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 yeah. I was young, young yeah, team, 12, young team. 13, by the time '87, yeah. yeah, by the time they hit '88. Yeah. Um, but then when that when that initial like first wave of down south music came, like the UGKs, and you know. Uh, Everybody was kind of on that, and like before the Paul Walls and the Chameleonaires and all of that, like mm-hmm. you really had a very structured 
sound that started to come out of there. Like UGK really broke it wide open for everybody. As soon right. as they heard like Pimp C's voice, everybody in the H was like, yo, like that uh -huh. was it. But you know, for a kid like me, by that time, you're talking like, I had already, that's like 94, 95, 96 area. Okay. I had already been listening to the EPMDs and then the Redmans right, and then right. the Nas's are starting to come up. So right. my focus was here, not so much towards the South. So I never developed the draw. The draw, I yeah. was never like, man, coming down. Yeah. Baby. Like, it was never me, man. Because I, I almost feel like you got to do it on purpose. I do. Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny, like I would go back home and talk and, and I'd be in circles of like hmm. local rappers and it was so funny because they always be like, ah, oh, don't worry, man, Zilla from that East Coast, man. <laughs> he, he got, he on that, he, he, he that East Coast style and I was right. like, I get it, like, that's just, that's I mean, but I you spent up. time, you spent time in New York growing up, right? Yeah, well, you know, when, when I first started doing music and touring, I spent time, like, okay. you know, uh, and really hitting cities. I mean, I spent time overseas and yeah. doing all kinds of just crazy stuff, but I think it, it was developing that air, man, like, it's almost like when you're a kid, I'll always use it as an example. I mean, you take a white kid and he grows up in a black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. How do you think he's going to speak? Like, right, right. It's only evident that that's how he's going to be. You start right. to become a product of your environment. And mm -hmm. I think that I was so like embedded in the hip hop at that time that mm -hmm. everything had to be like a yo or whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You just start taking these characteristics. You listen to enough of anybody and yeah, you're going to you, start you developing. Yeah, you got to pick it up. Absolutely. Yeah, it's coding. Yeah. Like you basically, you're learning how to code like what you're mm -hmm. around. But you got to be careful that, you know, you don't just start coding for everything. You know? <laughs> now, is Houston, is Houston as confused as like some places in the Midwest? Like I went to I went to school in Pittsburgh. Right. OK. And I spent a lot of time around cats from like Ohio. Yeah. And uh, even like Chicago. Right. They all came down into that area and they were like the most confused human beings I've ever <laughs> met in my life. Right. Because they would talk like they was from down south. Right. Or something like that. But they kind of dressed like they was from the east coast no nah, man but like a couple of years ago i think no nah, you know <laughs> and that's funny that you say that because i think originally like there was a lot of like east coast artists like like, like i would say more new york area mm -hmm. midwest that started to develop that southern style of like okay. spitting yeah so like you know like the asap rockies and all of that or the bobby smurda kids that are right. coming out that were first doing this like very southern influence type mm -hmm. of style and being that they're from like bronx or bk or harlem mm -hmm. you would never expect that sound to come from come, come from there like, yeah so to me it seemed like they got confused yeah <laughs> they, but then again you know that. that's yeah. uh you know it they're just them the youngsters got a better grip of the game they just started kind of following the trend like right. they knew that they could probably spit in their heart but that's not what was going to pay the bills. Right. That's not what was going to garner the attention, get the YouTube views. So uh -huh. you switch. I mean, Houston is very, them boys, they'll keep it 100 all yeah. day. 10 toes down. Yes. Like that's, yeah. it's all day. Like, they don't talk like they from nowhere no, else. They don't they imitate sound anybody like from else. Houston, you uh -huh. love it. Uh, it makes, you know, funny. The funny thing is, and this mm. is going to sound incredibly funny. I don't sound like that at all. Mm. Even when I go back home, it doesn't switch it don't click. to that. Like, you have certain phrases that I use that might come up. Okay. Uh, things that I might say that you can definitely tell have a southern tinge to it, but mm -hmm. them boys there keep it <laughs> 100 all day. They let you know it is ace time, ace time. It's time. Going Not down. Town. Like it's, no, no, no. It's time. Like, time. that's it. Uh, but they've been official with it for a long time. There's kids that I've known right. when they were like, 14 15 years old and now they're like 26 27 yeah. and they don't skip a beat in the way that they speak you know what i mean that's like, crazy from from hispanic from latino kids yeah. to black kids like even the white boys that grew up in the hood mm. it's ace time baby all day <laughs> now now i'm talking See, about <laughs> it's always been like i think east coast rappers have always 
adopted like southern slang and so mm-hmm. like it's always they've always imitated but i've never i can't say that that's been reciprocal like you don't you don't really catch rappers from down south so much like trying to be east coast trying to be east coast that's what kind of put me in, 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 a, in a large contingency of like my friends like mm. We would kind of get lumped into like the Brooklyn, Texas crew. Like mm. we were the kids that, even though technically it never really got that cold, it yeah. got cold in Houston. Like you, you got cold months. Don't get yeah. it twisted. It'll average like you know forties and thirties. Like you know mm. during certain parts of the winter for a good little stretch. Mm. Um, but we were the ones that were wearing the Thames. And my, my boy Nix, <laughs> shout out my boy Nix. But yeah. my boy Nix didn't go nowhere without. The butters, like he right. had them, he had to have them. Like, That's crazy. But here we are, like <laughs> we're, we're wearing, feet yo, down there, man. We wearing like gooses, and you know we were we were always bubble goose down. We right. we went through every one of those trends, and you can tell right away that the Ace Town contingency would be like, oh, them boys, like they them boys is different, you know, mm-hmm. like. But at the same time, like that that's probably as close as we got, like in terms of like. Um, emulating anything mm-hmm. like we we love the style you love what it was so like when dipset was popping mm-hmm. i had a bunch of young boys who was like dipsetting it out though you know what i mean they were talking about piffing and doing all of this <laughs> and you're like yo like word. word and then like uh you know wu-tang like during my time when they popped up like we was all mm-hmm. camouflage mm-hmm. lives like everywhere we went like mm-hmm. it just you know you, as with anything yeah yeah um you you take on like what that what that feels you yeah. just want to feel it. That's I mean, it had to you make you it. stand out there. Yeah. I almost I almost made this. I was actually supposed to move to Atlanta at one point uh, mm. in the early two thousands. Like shortly after after the snakes, we lost our deal with Tommy Boy. Right. I had a cousin who was living in Atlanta, right. and that was when like the down south the, it was starting to blow up. Yep. And it was I was kind of like yo if I went down there I I could probably go down there and tear some ass yeah and get me a deal yeah and you know one thing led to another I never got to make the move right but I can see how it would make you stand out that that subtle difference like you you are from here right you like you your roots are here and so forth but with that uh, that external influence right it you actually can create a genre of music down there yeah you know you know I, mean? I think that's the toughest part man is that. You know, even 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 to this day, uh, you know, I still feel like an incredible sense of pride. Like right. even with artists that young artists that come out, um, there's still artists back home that I check for that mm-hmm. uh, that do their thing. That have never, or they may have been like spitters at one point in time, like earlier in their career, because mm-hmm. they they realized like when they were younger, like they wanted to be like they were in the battle scene, they were doing whatever, right. they wanted to be that cat that just had bars. Right. But as times have changed they changed with the music mm-hmm. and now they're like knee deep into the trap everything that's going on mm-hmm. trap type music you know and they got that bounce but it's funny because i know some of these cats and i'm like damn i remember when you first started yeah. dog, you was here <laughs> yeah. and now you're yeah. here but i ain't mad yeah. at them and i still respect a lot of them to do that man um i mean it takes it takes a certain level of of, of security in yourself in yeah, order to be you able to, to make that sort of transition you know you never want to be that you know, I don't know, man. I, I know that I'm I'm older now, and you know, I, my thought process about music is a little different. Mm. But I still listen to like everything, mm. and I put this on my mama and everybody else. Like I'll still get in the lab and and be a problem for anybody Work. over any beat Work. on any day of the week because of the fact that you. I still love music mm-hmm. like that. Finding my motivation again and my mojo is like That's another a story. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you still love it to the point. Like, yeah, even like with the new kids, like baby and the baby, right. like the two different There's two two babies. Yeah, there's two babies. <laughs> but they're dope in their own right because right. they remind me of old juvenile mm. cash money when okay. they first started, like the whole 
you know, New Orleans type slang, way down south type slang, right. but with a new twist. They're more lyrical. They're more the patterns are a bit more defined. Are they lyrical? And, See, now here's here's where I have to confess. I'm out of the loop. Mm. I don't get down. Like I, think, I don't I don't I don't get down. <laughs> with the new hip hop like I'm I'm so far removed. Well, I say like, more I find lyrical. new music by mistake. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like I find the new stuff by mistake. Like I really gotta like stumble upon it. Yeah, I mean it's kinda like I don't know, I still listen to it on a daily basis because I'm mm. one of them Spotify heads, man. I'm always okay. whenever shit new pops up, I'll give it a chance. Okay. I never wanna say like that shit is whack. Right. If right. I don't like something from the rip, I don't like it. Like mm. I don't like G Easy from the rip. Fuck that dude. Like okay. it is what it is. Like All right. Uh, See, I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's a. If it's that a, was just an example. I mean, because I don't like the appropriating <laughs> of music by certain artists. It just is what it is. I don't see. I don't. I don't necessarily like object to new music. Right. I just don't. I genuinely don't listen to music as often. Right. As I used to. Right. Like, uh, I listen to music at the gym. Right. But I don't even like drive around to music. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, it's hard for me to come across new stuff because I go in the gym, right. put on the Eminem show, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's that. You, you be know good with it, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty about being able to go back, though, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then back to the point about baby and the baby or whatever, mm-hmm. while it does have those tinges of, like, what I would say, like, a young juvenile, a young cash money because the way that they're bouncing on the track, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they're, like, Royce with the lyrics, you okay. know what I mean? Okay. But I will say that, the staccato, the cadence, the delivery is definitely 2020 and okay. not Cash no. Money taking over for the 2000s. Like it's you. not then. I got you. Um, but there's tinges of it. So it makes you realize that while they may not have studied that style, mm. they took a little piece. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was years ago, man. I, I, I did a couple shows uh, in Texas with um, Master Ace when he was doing uh, Disposable Arts, doing the Disposable Arts album. Okay. And, you know, just seeing the way him and Strick were on stage, there's a lot of things that I picked up just from their show, like mm. their engagement with the crowd, the mm. call and response, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that Strick was always on point with, you know, uh, Ace's uh, ad libs. But not only that, Strick was a lyricist in his own right. Right, right. So you start to take little bits. So right. I, I remember right after that, like maybe, you know, next show that I had a couple of weeks later, I took an idea there, flipped it, you know what I'm saying, and it worked to my advantage. Right. And I think as artists, that's kind of what you do, man. You, okay. you, you grab pieces of it. And I would like to think that some of the new school cats that are out actually paid attention to the genre mm-hmm. as years went on. You know, like, some will just straight out say, ah, oh, I never heard a song, so he's an old head, whatever the fuck. But there's, there's got to be some that be like... There's an element of, of uh, antagonistic... Yeah, that of antagonism that has to be that I, I noticed that the the newer generation, yeah, they they kind of feed off of that. They almost use that to market themselves. Well, you know, it's it's smart for them. It's smart for them because uh, they never you're never going to get them to wholeheartedly admit that their genre is all their genre is second. So it's going to be second or third down the line to what it is that we've experienced. And let me explain why. Very simply, mm-hmm. it's not to say that there isn't talented kids. It's not to say that there aren't records that rock the party and mm-hmm. you still got, you know, like records that get all kind of recognition and a million views or whatever the fuck it may be. Right. But the fact that it all sounds the same, <laughs> that's so their much only the same. downfall. Like really, yeah. really one of their biggest downfalls is that the majority of these records are all emulations of something else. Mm-hmm. 
uh, whether they took Future style and threw a little bit of this in there mm -hmm. and a little bit of two chains in mm -hmm. it, and then all of a sudden you got so and so mm -hmm. who's ever popping. Or they, you know, you listen to like a lot of early Drake and you know a little bit of the weekend and a little bit of this, and then all of a sudden you got mm -hmm. Migos. You know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is. And that, again, it's not like trying to be disrespectful. That's right. saying that through the course of this, it's taking little bits and pieces of of things that were right before them and mm -hmm. them trying to improve upon it. But instead of doing that, it just all comes out the same. The same. So yeah. here we are now, twenty years removed from. You know, whatever it may be, Illmatic, Shook mm -hmm. Ones, you name it. Mm -hmm. And we can still talk about, like, yo, if the, at the record comes on while you're at Johnny Brenda's or something during right. one of their throwback parties. You know exactly every, who that is that's coming on. You know on. what's going yeah. to occur, too. Yeah. And even if it's not your thought process, your head is automatically, you can be in a conversation and stop and give that look like, yo, they did that. But I don't think 20 years from now you're going to do that to a young thug record. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, no disrespect, but right. I can't see myself or whoever for that matter, my young bulls that I'd be around for that matter, yeah. be like 20 years from now, like, like uh, oh, that. It, it's uh, not going to draw the same, the same emotional response. That's the only yeah. difference, man. I, I like the fact that you got creative kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I was feeling Mac Miller's new project, even though I know that it was thrown together and, mm -hmm. you know, God, God bless the dead, man. But to see that he was about to turn a corner, like, mm -hmm. you could tell he didn't give a shit anymore. Like, he right. was like, I'm just gonna get in here. Like what we would be do as artists. Artist. Yeah, it'd be an artist. I mean, you know how many songs I got in my lab that are not like boom bap straight off the block. Right. Like yo, like well, I I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I now. mean, I got bachata records, dog, that I've written and recorded. <laughs> I got R&B records. I've shown you like, and I tell Dang. you straight off from the rip, I can't sing them like that. Yeah, you say it's that. more for yeah. it's more for like just to get it out of my system because yeah. I may have felt like doing some dream shit or mm. some weekend shit or some Michael Jackson shit. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you don't give yourself nearly as much credit as you deserve. Um, <laughs> how, were, did you sing or first? Did you sing or rap first? Well, me and my brother Mike, um, when we were younger, we always used to do like, you know, the shit in front of your family. Like, mm. we would learn, like, we really like doo-wop shit. We were growing up, you know, we, mm. I had that weird family that everybody was everything. Okay. My uncles were... Metalheads and rockheads, what we now consider classic rock and metal. Okay. Uh, my grandparents were all like Spanish, you know, you know, Tejano salsa music. Mm -hmm. My mom was fucking down the summer, you know what I mean? C disco shit. Word. And my dad was like fucking John Deere tractor riding, cowboy hat, mm -hmm. Wrangler, roper, boot wearing, <laughs> Texican to the fullest. So Word. country. Right. Believe it or not, believe it or not, for me, like from 1999, because I have a cutoff point for country music. I got you. From 99 back, hmm. ain't nothing you, I'll go ahead to head with anybody. Country music got real pop after that. Yeah. There's a heavy pop influence. I love the ballads, man, music. because yeah. believe it or not, like uh, they told the stories. Yeah, Dolly Parton. Yeah, well, you know. Willie Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Conway yeah. Twitty, George Strait, who's yeah. the king, the king, like, you yeah. know, next to all the older ones before No, nah, that's, that's legit, because it, it's, it's genuinely musical. Yeah. It's genuinely musical. It's, well, they it's said instrumental, shit. and they, they they actually sang and shit. Like, well, it resonated with you. It was more like rappers. I mean, what? Why does the old school music, uh, uh the old school mm -hmm. music, appeal to us? Mm -hmm. Is because there was a message in that lyricism. Absolutely, there was a realness. There was a sharpness. Mm -hmm. There was this street that made you feel like mm -hmm. you know. My uncle got murdered when I was seventeen. So mm -hmm. right around the time, um, 
Redman's album, you know, what the album was popping. Wu-Tang hadn't really jumped off yet, Not but quite. they were kind of bubbling underneath that surface. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with the Redman's coming out, then all this really, like, real street shit. Then the Chronic drops, like, a year later, mm -hmm. and that started picking up. Like, this very violent, volatile. Mm -hmm. But for kids like me who grew up, like, in the hood mm -hmm. and, and, and having to deal with murder when I was, like, 17, and mm -hmm. then my best friend gets murdered, like, two years later, wow. you start to feel, like... Yo, like, this is my life. Like, mm. I'm riding around now, almost looking for shit. Like, I'm riding around. Yo, I had the, you know, I had the old, like, you know, the, the, the Oldsmobile drop with, mm. you know what I'm saying? I was in the Buick Regal, excuse me, had, you know, drop with the rims and the metal flake green and literally riding around, you know, ball fade, like, mm. looking for motherfuckers. So, like, what's wow. the problem? With heat under the seat, like, yeah. we were living, like, that boys in the hood shit. Yeah. Like, that wasn't no after school special. We thought we was menace to society. Mm. We thought we were old dogs and we were living like that. Mm. You know, and then it's funny because the contrast now, like that's what I mean by like music. Like there was certain country records that would break my heart as a kid because wow. my parents divorced early. So I would hear certain songs about love and heartbreak and it would, I would look over at my old man and for the briefest of moments as a kid, it made me wonder, was he thinking about my mom at that right, song or right, vice versa? Right. And even though he'll tell you down the line, he's like, oh, fuck that bitch. He didn't give a shit. My dad kept it real. Right. The point is that it made me as a youngster think like, yo, what? I wonder what they were feeling when they mm. wrote that. I'm thinking that like at 10 years old, nine years old, like, wow, what was they feeling? So to still have that feeling now that I'm, you know, in my early 40s, like yeah. to sit here and be like, fuck, man, I wonder what they were thinking when they wrote that song. Man. I always thought you had a... a uh, a uniquely rich appreciation for music like I love like, it man yeah I like I've we all grew up with music in our lives yeah so much so that we we came, we became artists and shit but yeah. it's like like when you get when you get going like you it's it's evident like it's right there on the surface <laughs> just how just how rich you appreciate and when I hear you know the different types of musical influences you have around you and your family Not, it makes sense yeah that like like cause when you like I go to the crib and you'll play a record and Not, it'll be some shit like I've never <laughs> would have even imagined I would have did that you would have yeah. did and it's like I, I see I see how and I always I thought that was like me I thought yeah. I was different yeah. in that way but like you're even more different <laughs> no man I, I mean maybe that's why our, our chemistry on records was second to none it like, definitely uh, serves it, as an explanation yeah, it makes sense it yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah. um you know, and and I think that's the one thing that still gets me hyped. That's how I know that I still got a spark for mm -hmm. what it is that I want to do, mm -hmm. uh, what it is that I hope to accomplish one day and still get back in and, and take care of things. To me, this is never, it's going to be a never-ending story like right. for what we do when you love music like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right. But yeah, you're right, man. Like There's a lot of times where um, I just want to do something just to see if I can do it. Mm -hmm. Then there's certain times where I'll listen to like, like I might listen to the most cheesiest shit. Like it might... It'd be like an Ambrosia record or something. Mm. Like, and I listen to the way they put the lyrics down or how they wrote it or how it composed mm. it. And it might give me an idea to do something else. Mm. And then there's times where I just hear um, the subtleties in songs where I can tell an art artist borrowed from. And mm. I almost feel like at that moment, nobody else hears it. Okay. Like, if I listen to a Sam Cooke record and I hear the way he starts riffing on certain parts... Then I go and listen to a Journey record, mm -hmm. and I listen to the way Steve Perry is singing when the lights go down in the city. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
that's Sam Cooke like all day. Yeah. I don't know if Perry loved Cooke, but it's evident you in that hear, moment. Yeah, you can hear it. Uh, yeah. I listened to Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. Mm. That record is very slow tempo, but listen to a Bruno Mars record. I, I can't think of the song off the rip, mm. but it's written in the same pentameter, mm. same beat structure, just f faster paced, mm -hmm. almost the same. Uh, I forgot if the song is something about if it'll rain, whatever. Yeah. It'll rain, whatever the Bruno Mars record is. Beautiful record. Mm -hmm. But I can see the subtlety and it makes me think, well, damn, was he listening to the Rolling Stones yeah, before he wrote that, it? Is that subconscious? Right. Or, Subconsciously know? because he may have grown up listening to that. Right, and right. then you got people like Pharrell that just automatically be like, fuck it, I'm going to do a Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go ahead When and I do heard it, Happy, yeah. the first yeah. time I heard Happy, musically in my mm -hmm. head, even more you so before I heard Blurred Lines. Yeah. When, I heard, when I heard Blurred Lines, I knew where that was going. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. But when I heard Happy, the first thing I thought about was Ain't That Peculiar mm -hmm. by Marvin Gaye. Do, 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 mm -hmm. do, do, like, I you hear know, it. Like, there, there, there's a, when it comes to pop music, there's a, you need an element of yeah. familiarity. Oh, yeah. Like, it's 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 required. Yeah. You know, in order to in order to make that, that hook, to mm -hmm. catch people and bring them That's in. That's it, the hook. But like you said, some people just go... They just go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not, like they know. It's, it's not like the You're not the paying sprinkle, homage. It's, it's basically saying, oh, I could do that. Watch yeah. how I freak it. Like, yeah. It's almost like you sampled in real time, <laughs> in real life, without even trying to hide the sample. Like, um, But I wasn't mad about the records. I, mm. They were both hot records. I mean, you know, Pharrell did his thing. Yeah, I mean, and absolutely. they had to take care of it down the yeah. line. But You know it's the shit when you get sued for Well, it. I wouldn't even. <laughs> I think it was a little, a little excessive, though, too, yeah. man. You know, regardless of what people say about ripping off the records. Again. Everything's it, borrowed, man, in some way, shape, or form. I think man. it goes like, back to, I think it goes back to, uh, like I said, about the, the new hip-hop artists and yeah. that, that slight bit of antagonism that yeah. they gotta have it's almost like well every now and then I gotta put out a record that's gonna ruffle some feathers yeah you know and, and you know that might have been the one right right you know because Pharrell Pharrell's famous for not sounding like anybody right right you put on a Neptune's record, it right. ain't nobody's record well, but a Neptune's like record. That. Yeah, that's the beauty of certain producers and writers. You knew it. Like yeah. you would know. Like they had a signature, the way he would play his chords and keys. Right. You knew that was Pharrell that right. was doing it. Right. Uh, everyone has a signature if they've developed enough music to allow that to mm -hmm. occur. You know when it's a premiere beat or mm -hmm. a premiere cut. Mm -hmm. You know when it's a Timberland beat mm -hmm. or Timberland has mm -hmm. something to do with it. Uh, you know when it's a Pharrell record or you know when Jay-Z wrote your lyrics. Right. <laughs> Everyone has a signature, a signature if, if you have always. enough material out yeah. there to to define that line. You know what I'm saying? So That's crazy. It's, it's funny, so man. How would you say fatherhood has changed your uh, approach to music? Doesn't give me a lot of time to <laughs> got right fast. Got right fast, moment, bro. I do a lot of that here, man. <laughs> like, um, but to be honest with you, man, that's a that's a whole nother Yo, I'm I'm really Yeah, I'm 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 learning this. It's yeah. it's, it's a touch and go, uh and not in a bad way, man. Yeah. It's just it, it, there's certain things that I have to become uh familiar with again, you know, mm -hmm. like uh and I mean that like it's almost like I draw inspiration for how I grew up, how I came up. Uh, you know, luckily I'm blessed with a you know a fantastic partner, man. Mm -hmm. Just a great mother, you know, and I, I got a, a beautiful stepdaughter who's mm -hmm. great. You know what I'm saying? Danny, Danny's Danny, the best Danny's kid crazy, ever, man. bro. Best kid, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you you start like when it's your child, when I, when this is like my new. I, I, yeah. And I've, I've had previous you know relationships mm -hmm. where I've raised kids, mm -hmm. uh, but doing things with 
a newborn it's like your flesh and blood mm -hmm. like completely different man like and not to say that i didn't you know i wasn't trying to be the best that i can be in, in right. previous relationships i had genuine love right this is just a different like when you're looking at your boy, man, like I, I do a bunch of dumb dad shit right now. Like I, I sing him made up songs all the time about changing his diaper, and uh, I talk to him a certain way and stupid voices. Uh, I'm infatuated with the kid, like yeah. you know. But I also have to understand that, you know, there's there's things that I, I still have to become acquainted with, man. Like I have to learn not to close everything off around me as well as i can't I, I i i have to develop better patience because yes. right now it's whew, sometimes yeah. he'll start doing he's in that slapping mode right now like oh yeah everything so yeah the very first time he caught me like he puts his hand on my face and i didn't really know he was just sizing me up <laughs> and then it turned into a crap <laughs> and yeah. as soon as it did my reaction was pop right back yeah <laughs> i stung his little ass like that mm. and dad's looking at me like did you just and i'm like he hit me first <laughs> shit self-defense but right. in all actuality man it's just becoming more patient man mm. and i and i have to be very careful with that line of and i wasn't doing this at first mm. uh at first i was showing so much affection and admiration you know about you know about him and his birth and everything that i was kind of closing off mm -hmm. the other one um and i should i should be more i should have been more aware of that mm -hmm. now i've gotten a lot better like mm -hmm. And I make it a fact to let her know, like, yo, man, I don't love him any more than I love you. Like, Absolutely. But you're older, so you're going to have to catch this heat right now. And when he right. get older, he going to catch it in a different way. So right. don't worry about all that right now. There's always a, a fine line. You know, we have we have a daughter, and we took my niece in uh, almost two years ago. Right. And she's, she should be 14 okay. uh, in a couple of weeks. And there's always a fine line when it comes to... Uh, the way you show affection mm -hmm. and the amount of attention that kids need mm -hmm. and the different types of attention oh, yeah. that they require and having to secure. Because I, I noticed with my daughter, my daughter, every every couple of months, I turn into my daddy. <laughs> Not just daddy, yeah. but my my name turns to my daddy. All right. And it's like I kind of have to, like you could see it coming. All right. Then she starts getting mean All right. <laughs> and lashing All out. Right. And, and so you got to kind of like redirect because, you know, the older one requires a different type of attention yeah, yeah. in a new environment. Right, right. So you, you absolutely, rest assured, it never ends. Oh, yeah. You know, the learning process and the adjustment, it never ends, but it's, there's nothing in the world more worth it because you have beautiful kids. Yeah, man. And, I appreciate it. And, Thank and you. And they are they are reward they're reward yeah. in themselves. So it's it's worth it for the effort. You right, know what right. I mean? It, I mean you you're more than capable. Right, right. You know? But you do have to you have to be aware of that it's that shit ain't yeah, going man. away. It, 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 yeah. You know, I don't I'm real big, man, on like uh realizing that what I it's almost like the scene in Boys in the Hood, like mm. you know where uh, the, the 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 exes are having dinner. Uh, you know she's talking to Furious, and she's like, you know what you do ain't no different than what mothers have been mm. doing since the beginning of time. She's like, you know you're not special, yeah. cute, yeah. but you're not special. You're not special. And in my head, I kind of feel I feel that like you know. Me being a good dad, I don't got to go out and promote it. Like right. I don't got to hashtag super dad everything yeah. I fucking do. Like, nah. Um. I think my kids, you know, my son, as he gets older, he'll mm -hmm. realize it. I think my eight-year-old, you know, even though I give a shit, like, she realizes mm -hmm. it, like, because I will go above and beyond. Uh, Absolutely. I'm already auto-programmed to make sure that 
she's good. You know, mm. I pack her lunch. I get her ready. Mm. I drop her off. I pick her up. I joke with her. I have these crazy conversations in the morning. But mm. I'm very blunt in the way that I talk to her. Much because, mm. like, her mother is the same way. <laughs> Des is the same way with, with yeah. Danny. But I don't sugarcoat anything. For an eight-year-old, that's a little difficult. But mm. I guarantee you that we have a pretty bright fucking eight-year-old. Like, yeah. And when I say yeah. that she's privy to certain things, she already... Maybe the eight-year-old shouldn't be privy to him. We might catch flack for mm. the things that she may or may not hear or may know or may can't explain. Mm -hmm. But guess what? By the time she's 12, she's ready. Mm. She knows. It, go, it, goes, it goes a long way, a too. A long way. Because kids, kids need to be more prepared yep. earlier. Right. Um, even, with, even with serious subject matter, man. Yeah. Shit that she shouldn't have to worry about. Right. It's almost like we have to make it known without going out in front of incredible detail. Right. There's certain things that I, I catch myself being like, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm going to tell you the best way that I can. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through Z. And mm. then I'm like, do you understand? And she's like, yeah, man, that makes sense. Now, Danny's a great, she's a great communicator. Yep. She, her, her and Lauren remind me of each other a lot. Yeah. And the way that they communicate is very, it's very plain. Yep. And and they, they comprehend well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I said, they they just have they understand, right, right. but because because their level of communication right, right. is so high. I'm not saying it's a surefire way to raise your kids. Listen, man, when I was you know school back in school, like back in Houston before I came here, mm -hmm. you know I took you know three child psychology courses, like mm -hmm. three psychology courses by themselves. Mm -hmm. There was things I was really trying to get myself in tune with. Like, I needed to know why this worked. Mm -hmm. Why this particular set of people teach this method, but why this method is the one that's true, tried and true. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And then there's the method in the middle where you, as a parent, just kind of got to follow your instinct. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to follow this child pyramid or what <laughs> Dr. So-and-so said. Right. But what daddy says is, this is the fucking way we got to do it. Right. Because this is how we're going to stick together. This is how this is going to work. Once you develop that and you have a child that understands, then hmm. you just kind of take it from there, man. Like, yeah. it's so fatherhood is definitely doing its thing, man. Like, <laughs> I know, I know it takes its toll. You do have your studio up and running, though. What's going on? What's coming out the lab, bro? Because you've been dropping records. You've been dropping records. I put stuff out. You man, drop a like, record every time I drop a record. What's up with that, though? <laughs> How come every time I SoundCloud? Zilla got a SoundCloud. This is the uh, Zilla agenda. Before. <laughs> just, just to remind our listeners, you are now into the Zilla the agenda. Zilla, the Zilla agenda. I'm gonna fucking no uh, photo Photoshop that. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, man, I haven't I haven't um, put out with the frequency that I I was. My lab is up and running. Mm. I've been doing you know some behind the scenes shit. You know, mm. I, I mix records. Like I mix King Size and I master King Size's records. Okay. Um, all right. You know, I still got yours in the wind. Yeah, you know, whatever. But I'm here. Uh, you know, and then, you know, uh, Planetary from Outer Space, like, mm. you know, his sons, who are, they're both incredibly talented, man. All three of them are talented. Dang. But, you know, you got, uh, you know, Element mm -hmm. and King Charisma, you know. Keep and us, Element keep us busy. Keep he, You mixing his records, I'm shooting his videos. And he, his and he mixes his own stuff. He does an incredible job. This uh, kid, like, is just, you know, he he's... He's going to a really good school, man, in yeah. regards to music. coming up. Yeah, yeah how, his, how his father came up in, in, in mm -hmm. music and surrounded. And um, they did a show, you know, a couple uh, weeks back, That's opening for there, Elijah yeah. the Boy, and um, they killed it, man. Yeah. But what made me more proud was they get to the end of the show and then they go over Mob Deep beat Word. and went into like actual hip hop mode and without skipping a beat, both of them. 
slaughtered this shit. I'm just looking at these kids. <laughs> I was hoping nice. they were gonna pass me the mic, like just for a brief moment. <laughs> Can I get put me in, in front coach? of all the like hey. the, the the preteens that were there? I was waiting. Just I kept reaching my hand, like like waiting if they was gonna like tag me in or, or something. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, nah, but you they know, they are nice though, man. They really are nice. But between doing those things, man, you know, I already have a you know an idea. You know, my Crown Vic album is the one that I I want to work with, and mm -hmm. I started out strong, man. I, you know, I had a recognize Ali on the first mm -hmm. record produced by Johnny Slash, mm -hmm. and it was really dope. And I I put it out with the intention of going, all right, now I'm in my bag, right. and then. Here comes life. Yep. The one-two punch. Um, nah, the fucking one-two punch rib <laughs> knockout. I'm taking a knee. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the standing eight. Uh, I mean, right. you know, there's a lot that goes into it, man. And, you know, without going incredibly deep into it, you know, mm. I've been, uh, I'm, I'm having to pull myself out of uh, identity, like, crisis, man. Mm. You know, I, I just told Des the other day, like, I feel like I lost who I was. Mm. Um, and not for a bad reason. It's just that coming from Houston to Philly, that transition, mm -hmm. while it's been great and I've learned some things and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, you know, I, I love my family I, that I've, we've put together. I, my life is fine. Right. But internally, mm -hmm. there's these things that men won't ever come out. You know, you're never going to come out and say it. You know, you're never going to come out. I, I usually do this through a record. This is when I do take the time right. to put out a poignant right. record that something is bothering And not having that outlet. Yeah, and yeah. when you don't, and I do have the outlet to record, but mm. I don't have either the drive, the want, or the time to really just sit in my bag and be like, I need to get this you out right all now. Down. Yeah. And I'm still trying to build that. Like, I'm still trying to, like, take the remnants of what Zilla was and and get that killer instinct, but then also learn to realize it, dad in life, and mm -hmm. you know, like yo, we, we're turning a corner, man. Well, we don't got pension plans, and we don't got mm -hmm. uh, money in the bank, and mm -hmm. we still live. We still live incredibly <laughs> difficult. Understand, this ain't no glorious rapper's life going on here. All of me and my counterparts work. Work, 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 and, work, and, work. And if you live in uh, Philadelphia, you got more than one hustle. And if you don't, it's because you come from money, <laughs> or you the biggest running the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> but other than that, man, like you know, there's multiple hustles that go on work. here, man. Like I, I work my gig from eight to five. Mm -hmm. I got side gigs. Mm -hmm. I still run business out of Houston, mm -hmm. uh, just to just to keep afloat, yeah. just to keep hit. But I'm I'm working on it, you know. Uh, Des gave me a lot of good ideas, and you know something she said to me today really resonated. And she's like, "You should really, you know, don't forget what that was, mm -hmm. who you are, who you are, not who you were, but Where, who you who are, you are. Mm -hmm. but who you're becoming, like, because maybe that'll help you, you know. I think it's just it's just really destruction, man. Mm -hmm. You're coming from somebody who was always positive and ready to go because. I was feeding my entire being. Mm -hmm. I was going to school in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was coming home and I was printing, so I was making my money. Mark. And then I'm going to the gym every night. Me and my man Nick's getting it in. Like mm -hmm. so, I'm feeding my mind, I'm feeding my pockets, and I'm feeding my health. And mm -hmm. it's in a constant rotation. Right. And then I go into the lab, and you do what we do. Like when we did Monster Miss Star, no, we mm -hmm. did that whole record in like fucking twelve days, weeks, fourteen man. days, man. Yeah. Took me a little longer to mix it, but right. I'm talking about but the as initial far as recording, yeah. That we we never even spoke. We had yeah. That, that was based off of I did a feature. You I did 
I did the verse for you and Size's Man. record. Then I ask you to do the ver- the verse for the chorus for Kill Everything. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's like, yo, let's just do an album. Right. And fuck, it was incredible. Man. I need to put it back up on Spotify. <laughs> People do ask me all the time, yo, yeah. where's the record? Like, incredible um, record. And we started working on the second one. And I think that I, I, I felt like I was cheating you and myself because even though mm-hmm. we already had these skeletons, mm-hmm. it, it didn't... It didn't it, quite feel. It didn't feel the same way. Yeah. And... It, even though we might not never be able to recreate that moment, mm. I needed to at least feel close. Mm. So coming back around to previous point, I'm just I'm working on on trying to get right. that that momentum back. I mean, man. you you came you you've taken on a lot of transition in the short in period the last of couple of years. <laughs> I mean, every, geographically, biologically, like you know what I mean. I get I get home a lot of tra- a I lot of transition. I didn't think that I would. Um, I honestly didn't think that I would. I thought everything, you know, was on the up and up. And listen, man, Dez's family is incredible. They're like my brothers, you know, right. size and plan and crep and, you know, all her family that I see. Um, and that's great. But I just think that uh, sometimes I still need a little outside camaraderie and I don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have my man Nick's back home. That's like my ride or die. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then you don't have that anymore. Oh, my man Word, you know, who was like my, my business partner and who right, I lived right, with right. and I got really close to his family. And then all my brothers and sisters. Like, mm-hmm. But see, it's just like one of those things where you realize that they all had their lives, man. And I was kind of just floating, you know, the only one without kids mm-hmm. that wasn't married, that was kind of freelancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to change and I embraced it and I still embrace the change. Right. But every now and then you just, you know, I get homesick. I do. I think that's normal. I think excuse me, it's going to be normal, hmm. you know, until you, uh, I get back on my pattern, man. Like, okay. I need my, I need, you need your mojo back. That's right. it. Like, your mojo goes missing, man. You got to find it. So. It's not, I mean, it's not easy. It, no. It's not supposed to be easy. Not at all. Grow, growth's never going to be easy. And that's what's happening is yeah. you're growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yo, listen, not for nothing. I, I think it just sounds strange, man, because you never want to get to that point where you feel like you're up against like some, you know, like these changes. I'm, I'm I'm a Taurus, so we're not good with change. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're right. not really good with change. We get re- we get really uh, locked into patterns of how we do things. Mm-hmm. So, I think here I just need to refine that that fire. Like I'm always hype about shit, but motivation <laughs> and hype is different. It's man. not the same. It's not thing. the same. Man. Hey. You I'm... can hype something up all day, but what? I need that motivation, man. All so. right. Nah, man. Yo, bro, I appreciate you coming through, man. Yeah. This is beautiful, yo. Yeah. You don't live that far away, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, this, no. It, it's not going to take you two years to get back home, is it? Nah. <laughs> it took me like eight minutes to get here, man. Hey, man, you got to come back through, yo. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you coming through, bro. Um, it's, it's been beautiful listening to you and learning from you. I can't believe, I feel like I just learned more about you in the last 45 minutes than I have in the last five years. Man, I can talk all day. That's why <laughs> next week on the next Zilla week Agenda. Next week on the Zilla Agenda. We'll talk right. about crime. Because I got a lot of thoughts about political school. That, that's what crime. we'll do. That's what we'll do. I, I, will, I will. Y'all heard the man. He coming back next week. I'm going to be the sidekick. Right. Can uh, I be the sidekick? <laughs> Everybody got the sidekick. Everybody kick. got a sidekick you know until, I mean? until it ain't until it's the sidekick show. <laughs> coming here, my cameras is missing the shit. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? But I appreciate you coming through, bro. I yeah, love yeah. you. I love you uh, too, man. This has been great. We will do this again. All right. Uh listen, y'all. This has been the Arnell. This has been the Arnell agenda. I don't give a fuck what Zilla say. All right. It's still my show. All right. I appreciate y'all time and attention. Yeah. Uh 
I'm gonna catch y'all in the next one. And whatever you do, do good first. All yeah. right. Word up. Peace. Peace.